Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministry, where everyone is a winner. Join us as Pastor Charles Buachi rightly divides the word of truth. Last week we were talking about um, we we're talking about we read what, what, what's our scripture? What's our scripture? Ephesians 6 Ephesians 6 and we were talking about hey, you were here Sorry. Yeah, we're talking about, in general, we're talking about the armor. Put on the whole armor of God. Amen. And we dealt with get your ways with truth. Amen. And what did we say about the girdle? The girdle is what? Where is the girdle placed? The girdle is at the front, but it's also around our waist. It's in the middle of our, you know, body. And it holds everything that we've got on. It holds it together. Praise the Lord. See, the girdle is very important. It holds everything together. And what, what is the girdle actually, you know, of truth? What is, what is it? How did I explain it? Because it's not just a cloth girdle. Paul was using the Roman outfit as an illustration to teach us something spiritual. What is the girdle of truth that we, should, we need to put on as Christians, as soldiers of Christ? See, if you don't go over your notes, you wouldn't learn. I've always said, what you hear in church is never enough for your education spiritually. Unless you go over your note. I learned that when I was at Rhema. After class, I sat down for hours and hours and hours and went over everything, then I got it. So, if you go, don't go over your notes, um, what's that? The, the church at... Um, it, it, the Bible says in, 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 in the New Testament, they went, they went over the teachings to see if the things that Paul has said were true. What? Sorry? The Bereans. Yes, yes, you're right. Praise the Lord. So, what, what, how did I explain the girdle of truth? What is, what is it? The truth meaning we must be what? It starts with S. Not strong. Um, truth. St sorry? We must be sincere. You see, with our walk with the Lord, as a soldier, we must be sincere of our Christian life. We can't be, we can't be lukewarm. 
we can't be conniving. We can't, we can't be say we are Christians, but truly we, we don't even believe it ourselves. Are you with me? We must be truthful with our Christian life, with our own self, first of all. Do you understand that? You must be sincere with, you, with your belief. You must be truthful to yourself that you are a Christian. Are you with me? So that is the first thing you put on as a soldier of Christ. In other words, sort yourself out where you are. Get, get, sort yourself out which group you are involved or which group you want to go with. Do you want to go with Christ? Get that settled in your mind. Make a choice. Make a decision. Some people go to church and they get, they get excited about the message and some, some I'm sorry, but some preachers are very, very um, manipulative and they manipulate them. They get up there. They give their life to Christ and it's all forgotten. They were not sincere in the first place. And like I said last week, if you have been born again, you don't need to tell anybody. The evidence is there. So you must be truthful to yourself. What's the next one? Put on the breastplate of of righteousness. Listen, if you speak out and I hear you, I will not use you to preach tonight. So please. So please speak out. Let me hear you. I will not use you to preach. Amen. So put on the breastplate of right standing with God, righteousness. And what, how did we explain that? Where does the plate cover us? In front of us, it's nearer to our, it's nearer to our heart. Amen? So, the plate that we put on is to protect our heart. Our heart. It's to protect our heart of righteousness. I, when I begin to read about this and do more, and I, I, man, listen, you see, it is spiritual. Are you with me? It is spiritual. It's not physical. Paul was using something physical to, to illustrate something that is spiritual. So when he said put on righteousness, it is, and you, you know, you is again. You got to have it in your mind and settle the issue. Why do you put on righteousness? You just know, and you make a choice, and you accept our your righteousness, which is given to you in what? In who? Thank you. You are righteous in Christ. Don't, don't forget, this 
um, armor that we are putting on, we are putting it on for a purpose. Who are we putting it on for? Against the enemy. So that you may be able to withstand against the day of the evil one. So, it is a, it's a weapon that we are putting on. So, first of all, settle the issue that you are a believer. That's the girdle. Then put on righteousness. In Christ Jesus, you are righteous. In other words, when I take a stand in the name, listen, when somebody is before, in front of you and you are praying for someone, now, some people, then they say, pray for me. That means you are scared. That means you don't know what is in you. But if you know what is in you, then you stand up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and not nothing. I, some people are scared to touch something. I'm never scared of touching anything. Why? Because I have 100, 200% belief that absolutely nothing can the enemy put on me. Because I am in Christ. I am filled with the Spirit of God. Jesus is occupying this vessel. Amen. Amen. And so, you see, you settle that you are righteous in Christ Jesus. You have a right standing with God in Christ Jesus. Not in your righteousness, but in the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can stand and you will decree a thing and it will come to pass. Amen. So, when he says put on righteousness, put it on in your heart that you have a right standing with God. Put it on in your heart that the enemy can do nothing against you. Amen. Settle that issue. And what's the, that's where we stop, right? Amen. So we dealt with... How many did we do, deal with? Only two. Praise the Lord. So now, it goes on to say, Ephesians 6... Where's the verse? Is it 18 or 11 or what? I think, start, read from 14 for me, please. From 10 or from 14? Okay. 14. Amen. Ephesians 6, 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of So Christ. the next one is to shed your feet. Uh, feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So, you as a believer, you must first of all prepare the preparation of the gospel of peace. Put it on your feet. In other words, you see, there are people anywhere they go, no matter how peaceful the place is, when they go there, there is commotion. 
Give them two months, you will find commotion. They, are, they have degree in gossips. Commotion is a confusion. Thank you for asking. They have degree in, in gossip. That if you give them enough time, they will cause havoc around the people. Yet before they came, it was so peaceful. The Bible is telling us as believers, wherever we walk, we must settle the issue of the gospel of peace. It's what we are carrying with us. Jesus says, my peace, I leave with you, not as the world give, give I unto you. The psalmist said, great peace, my favorite scripture, have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If you are, you see, this is spiritual. Amen? When you stand as a soldier of the cross, you are not supposed to go and uh, bring trouble. Amen. Just because the enemy is attacking uh, does not give you any reason to start destroying things. To start getting angry. To start getting... You see, we get into the flesh and we want to fight back. Praise the Lord. We get into the flesh and we want to fight back. But he say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the powers of the darkness. Though it is spiritual warfare, not physical. So, if you settle, if you prepare the gospel that you are going with, you're going with peace, you're standing with, in peace, Amen? In other words, you yourself, listen, what you don't have, you can't give. If you yourself do not have peace in your own heart, people think that, you know, if everything is alright, then I'm peaceful. No. No. No matter what, no matter how the sea storm, uh, 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 is rolling, you must be at peace. Amen. Jesus taught the disciples. He says, they said, they said to him, Master, don't you care that we perish? And look, he got up and rebuked the sea and said, Come on, guys, where is your faith? In the midst of the adversity, Jesus could not even see the adversity. He was, he was snoring. Fast asleep. I told you about Lester Samro. In, went to India somewhere. And, 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 and he was sleeping. And he, he, saw, he saw something in his room as he was sleeping. And lifted up his head. And he saw this shadow. And, and he said, oh, it's the devil. And fell back to sleep.
Well, he went to India with the whole armor of God on. And so he went with the gospel of peace. And he has peace over the presence of the devil. <laughs> he has peace in his heart. He was not threatened. He was not angry. He was not afraid. He, was, he, was, he had peace right in the presence of Satan. Church, we need to grow up. See, what Jesus has given to you, the faith that you have in Christ has absolutely nothing to do with the circumstances around you. It has absolutely nothing to do with the circumstances that are around you. It has everything to do with what? What the word says. We sing the song. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by the word of God. But let, if that is the case, then let's believe it and act like that way. That circumstances and situations has nothing to do with our faith in Christ. When things are going wrong, let me just say it this way. When things are going wrong the way you think is going wrong, am I making sense? In other words, it is only you that thinks it's wrong. God doesn't think that way. When it, when it looks as if it's wrong to you, remember that it has nothing to do with your faith. It should not have anything to do with your belief. And that is why you need to put on the girdle of truth. Be sincere. And your sincerity has nothing to do with what is happening. Uh-uh. I can't find a job. So, I mean, they said, you, you know, you get a job. I've been praying, no job. So, what am I going to do? I can't go to church tomorrow. Well, let me go and try over there. A double-minded individual cannot receive anything from God. See, if you are in this for what you can get, you will lose out. And God, if you're not careful, you lose everything. If you are in this thing for what you can get, if you are a Christian for what you can get, man, you might as well stop being a Christian. Because you've started off at the wrong end, at the wrong point, and by the time you get that far, you're so far away from the truth. You should never be a Christian because of what you can get. You should be a Christian because of what has been given to you. The mercy of God, the grace of God. You love God. That's why you want to be part of his team. The Bible says that he first loved us. He loved us when we were yet sinners. We ought to do the same. 
with God. Amen. So, we must be at peace. Amen. We take our position as soldiers to defend ourselves. Amen. We are soldiers of the cross, and so we, we take our position to defend ourselves. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we give no offense. We don't have to provoke. Amen. We don't have to give offense. Neither do we have to provoke. But we don't stand in defense. Or in, other, in, in a way that we are we're defending ourselves, but we don't stay in defense. We, pre, we, we position ourselves to be offensed. Amen. The next thing is faith. Put, take the shield off. Verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith. Faith is, we call faith shield. Amen? Take it up. So how do you quench? When the enemy throws, and it's not a dart that is visible that you can see in the physical, it is a spiritual dart that the enemy will throw, and you lift up your spiritual faith, Amen. You lift up your spiritual faith. When Jesus was faced, um, faced the uh, Satan after he has fasted 40 days, and the Bible says he was hungry, the enemy attacks him. <laughs> no, if you, the Christ, throw yourself down. Jesus lift up his shield of faith, it is written. Amen. Jesus lift up his shield of faith of every time and say, it is written. So that is the faith. You know, faith speaks. Amen? Faith speaks. Speaks what? Speaks what he believed. If you have faith... It means that you believe what the word says. And if you believe what the word says, then you will speak what the word says. I, I have this message that I appreciate. The prison door is open. Why are you still in prison? If the prison door has been opened for you to walk out, why are you still sitting there? You see, the prison door has been opened, but you've got to get up and walk out. And that's how faith works. The promise has been given, but for you to appropriate that promise in your life and make it work for you, you're going to have to act on it. Act as if it is so. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said, act 
as if it is so. Amen. When my God, let me not go this direction. But let me. When Brother Hagen got uh, uh, got the revelation of Mark eleven twenty three twenty four and got healed, he says he, he says he was lying down and 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 he says I believe I, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. He he kept saying that, and then he, the the spirit of God said to him. Well, if you are healed, why, why are you still lying down? I mean, he's been bed, bed fast for 18, 18 months. Lying down on a sick bed. It takes, it takes him so many hours to be able to turn a page of the Bible as he was reading. But you see, if, if you're healed, then why are you still lying down? So he, he made the effort. Listen, when he was making the effort, he was still paralyzed. Are you getting it? When he was making the effort, you see, I believe I'm healed. He's not healed. But he's going to be healed. This is where we, you know, so eventually... He managed and, 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 and sat on the bed. And then he got out, out down. He said he nearly fell. Held the bed. And, and, and did a bit of walking in the room. Realized he can stand. Glory to God. Amen. It's getting better. I said it's getting. Do you know healing is a process you know. Eventually, eventually, he got dressed. And then, <laughs> glory to God, he eventually, this is somebody that for 18 months has been stuck in bed. They have to change him in bed. He, eventually, he got dressed. And started going downstairs. They were having breakfast. And he says, when his, uh, I think, grandma or something saw him coming, he said, hey, Lazarus has come back to life. See, the doctors are waiting for him to die. The doctors are, and, and I'm very sure even the mother and the grandma that were praying, they were praying, but with a question mark. Praise the Lord. Uh, you see, the shield of faith is no matter what the enemy is saying, you lift up the word. Praise the Lord. No matter what the enemy is saying, you lift up the word. And when you lift up the word, listen, the circumstance may not change, but it's going to change. It may not change instantly, but listen, it's going to change. Hallelujah. If you stand on your ground, it says, you, it says the uh, um, Ephesians, the scripture, we are, if you go down a bit, it says, and after you have done all, stand. When you've put on the breastplate, uh, 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 with the girdle, 
the, the, the breastplate, when you put on faith, when you put on truth, when you put, now it, when you've put it all on, stand. Hallelujah. You stand with the shield of faith. Hallelujah. And it says, with the helmet of salvation. Put on the helmet of salvation. Listen, all these Get all this weapon. I, I mean, um, what do you call it? Um, no, they are not weapons. They are armor. Thank you. All this armor, I've, they are all important. All the armor are very, very important. But you know what? If you ask me to just choose one of the most important. I think I'll probably take the, the, shield, um, the helmet of salvation. Why? Because it's the mind. The battle we face is the mind. If you can help settle the issue of the mind, you've got it made. See, the, the enemy only attacks us in the mind, you know. Do, do you realize that? All his... All, all, you know, uh, all his confusion, all his thoughts, he throws to you in the mind. He, he shows you things that are not in your mind. So, put on the helmet of salvation. Get it in your, uh, in, in your head. Man, if I was speaking in a different, uh, I would say, get it in your thick head. But I'm not speaking, I'm not speaking to kids that way. So, I wouldn't say that. Okay? Praise the Lord. But, but get the issue settled. Amen? Get the issue settled in your mind who you actually are. Do you know that the heroes of faith that are in Hebrews 11, we call the, the heroes of faith, the great men that are recorded in the Bible, do you know that you and I, they are not different from you and I? And there's only one difference, and the difference is their faith. Do you know that their faith is what got them to be able to stand and God to be able to use them? Do you understand where I'm coming from? The difference is our, their faith. Settle the issue in your mind. Settle the issue. You are a child of God. You have been saved. Full stop. Do you know what? If you are saved, you are saved. There's no if. There's no but. If you're saved, you're saved. There's no ifs and there's no buts. So, Get that issue settled in your heart. We're talking about how you can stand against the fairy dart of the wicked one. Amen. This is, you see, for as long as you are not standing in faith, for as long as you haven't got some issues settled in your heart and mind, you're going to struggle all the time. Because, you see, the enemy, when, when, you, when you go all this on, 
The Bible says, after you have done all, stand. And it says, stand therefore. And when you have done all this, do you know what? And you are able to withstand the enemy. Do you know when he, the enemy attacked Jesus, and Jesus says, it is written, it is written, it is written, he went three times. Do you know that the rest of Jesus' life, the enemy never attacked him again, right? Eh? You, you are lying. The rest of Jesus' life, hey, when, you know, at one time, they, he, they wanted to stone, stone him. He has to dodge. Are you with me? Now, every stage of his life, the enemy was watching to see how he can, um, you know, ambush him. My point is this. You never stop putting on the armor. Amen? The devil do not go on holidays. The weapons of our warfare are not what? They are not carnal. They are not babies. But they are of pulling down strongholds. Amen? So, there's something there I need to bring out. Praise the Lord. He says, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, amen. So we know that it is the word, which is the sword. Amen. So we cut with the word. We speak with the word. Amen. And there are some of us that do not, when I say some of us, I don't mean in the church here, but I mean in general. There are some of us that has the devil's tongue that when they open their mouth, it destroys. When they speak to you, it destroys your heart. We ought not to be so. That's why we are supposed to carry the gospel of peace. Our words should be words of encouragement. Amen? I was reading one book about the weapons of our warfare, and the guy said that he was invited to a place. Um, this guy invited, so he, the guy rented a hotel, locked himself in, sent the news out, unless this guy, preacher, come and see him, he's going to bomb the place or something. So the preacher decides to go, so he goes there, couldn't find the guy in the room. The preacher went with another guy. Anyway, then the, eventually the guy shows up. In, he was hiding in the room. Shows up, pulls out his gun. And says, you and I are not going to live here alive. So the preacher says, while the guy was going on and going on and going on, he was pleading the blood for his life, for the guy he went with life, and for the guy who's pulled a, a gun at him, for his life. 
Now, does that make sense? Yeah. Why does that make sense? So he was he was praying now, yeah, for the life of his enemy in the sense of it talks about praying for our enemies. So the guy's saying, I'm going to kill you. So I've come here with my friend. God, I know I'm going to heaven. So we're good. Please, yeah, you know, like, but please save and, and pray. And, and Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He went in with the gospel of peace. And even the guy that is pointing gun at him, he was pleading for the guy's life. That he would not die. Praise the Lord. We ought to do better. We ought to do better in our relationships. We ought to do better we ought to elevate ourselves spiritually in our relationships. Amen. Whatever happens, we carry the gospel of peace. Amen. And it is, you know, the word... You need to speak the word in the spirit. Amen? When you need to speak the word because you are, you, are, you are dealing with spiritual things and therefore it is in the spirit that you deal with the things that is against you spiritually. Well, how do you do that? Well, you know, you know this is faith at work. If you're going to speak, if you're going to address the enemy, you have to let the enemy know that you know what you're talking about. Amen? Let's say Samuel looked up and the enemy and said, oh, it's the devil, and fall back asleep. You have to be, you have to, you know, that's why, it, no, that's why he's saying, Get these sins settled in your heart so that when you lift up the shield and you speak the word of God and you, are, you, you speak it in the spirit. You know, spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Amen? So when you're going to speak in the spirit, you need to speak spiritual. You need to be engaged in the spirit. By, you know, some people, when they pray, don't want to close their eyes. Well, if you don't want to close your eyes, I don't have any problem with it. But I, I, for you to be actually engaged with God, you're better off not to, um, not to have interruptions. And therefore, closing your eyes is good. To make that connection. Amen. So when you're going to speak. You need to be engaged. With heaven. You need to see. The situation. And you need to address the situation. The best way that you can. With focus. The, 
the, the negative world, when they want to address things, they speak. When you are praying, you speak to God. Isn't it? And you know, you know, you know you are speaking to God. The same way when you are addressing issue, you address the enemy. And you know you are addressing, that's what makes the difference. You don't, you don't throw words in the air. Are you with me? You address the enemy. Now, let me give you an example. You know, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get out of here. That is an authoritative voice. Come on, Mr. Devil, come on, get out of here. I just... Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? He's going to have a chat with you now. <laughs> are, are you with me? So, you, you know, some people say, well, God, God, God's not deaf. You, you don't have to shout. Yes, it's true. God's not deaf. You don't have to shout. But you know what? In the book of Revelation, they cry out with a loud voice. And there are times that you deal with issues with a loud voice. Amen. There are times that you need to deal. You know, prayers, you know, prayers is spirit, soul, and body. Worship is spirit, soul, and body. Be, be, be exuberant. Come on. Be, get, get excited about what you're doing. If you're not excited about praising God, nobody is going to get excited for you. Jesus says, the stones will, will rise up and they will praise me if you won't praise me. It's up to you. But I get excited. I get excited anytime I have a chance to worship God. So you engage with, with the devil spiritually and deal with the issue. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.